0: To take time with Maeve Atchison. Thank you so much for all your feedback from last week's episode. It was great to hear how much you guys enjoyed have listening to Penelope Winters, and so thank you so much for sharing it. And make sure you're following us on Instagram if you're not already, because there's always little pieces of content put out there to coincide with the with podcast episode So if you're not following already, do it's just at take time with Maeve Atchison, and I'll leave the handle in the description as well. Um, I am so excited about this week's episode and about my guest. I have Cassie Karima joining me today. Cassie is a, a wealth of knowledge and a wealth of things, but among, among many, she is a life coach, she's an event coordinator, she's a business owner, she works on Facebook, she's, she's a busy bee, she's a busy queen. So thank you so much for joining me today, Cassie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I I know I'm delighted myself and and Cassie met um via Instagram I mean internet really random (laughs) I was like I I love I love internet friends but yeah Cassie was on um a live on Girl Codes Instagram page and I tuned into it really quickly and I actually think you were talking about self worth and uh self-esteem I think and I had to run I had another call and I was like please save the live I want to hear this and then we connected afterwards um and I mean there's just I think we're, we have a lot of parallels in certain ways. I was just really interested in what you kind of, I suppose, what you're speaking about, but also about what you stand for and everything you do. So um, I was really excited to kind of have you on and talk about that. So to give people a little bit of an idea, tell us a little bit about everything you do. So you, as I said, you're a business owner, you're a life coach, you also work on Facebook, you're an event coordinator, you've got a lot going on. So tell, tell the listeners who, who maybe don't know you a little bit more about that and what you do.
1: Of course yeah I'm happy to share it's actually a lot like when you say it it sounds like a lot like but when I'm doing it it's actually all things that I really love to do so it doesn't feel like it's a lot of work but I am definitely getting a bit busier as the months go by um so regarding my business it kind of started from that um it's called Uni Noir and it stands for darkness is uh, not an entity simply the absence of light and that quote is kind of Close to my heart because I went through a lot of anxiety and was in a very difficult place mentally. Um, And with that need, I really wanted a space where I could go and talk about anxiety, talk about my feelings. And I know there's therapy, which I did go to as well, but I wanted a fun forum, a fun place where like minded people were together and could share stories. Because I do believe there's a really big power in storytelling and it's also healing. hearing that other people share the same pain and same struggle. So I really wanted that. And I was on like line looking for stuff to do. And there was all these like cool retreats in Thailand. I was like, I'm a student. I can't really afford that. (laughs) Um, So I was like, I couldn't find anything. Everything was like super expensive. And I wanted something affordable and fun. So I was like, okay. It kind of gave me the faith and motivation to be like, I know I'm going to get better because like, I've always had that in me. I've always had the faith to feel like I'm going to get better. And I, when I do, this was like my project. It was my baby for me to be like, right, I'm going to feel better and then I'm going to like start this business. So... It actually started a bit before I felt a little bit better, but I started researching, looking at my market, looking at what people wanted, if there was more people like me out there and felt the same way I felt. So that's how you know I was born really out of like a need for myself and figuring out that if I need this, maybe there's definitely other people that would obviously feel the same way. So that's how it started. And, um, and it's a space for people to learn and grow and connect. So. Learning part, I wanted to teach people how to overcome the and how to overcome this very difficult phase in their life by giving them the tools that they need, and and the tools that I was um, grateful to to get um, by my mentors or my coach and therapy. I really took it seriously because the thought of not controlling the thoughts in my mind was like terrifying. Um, so, with that knowledge, I was like, Well, I have all this content, I want to give it, but I don't want to just give advice. I wanted to also uh, take it professionally. So, I did a, a, a course on Mind Valley on mentor uh, coaching. Sorry. And I completed that. And then I got really into it and started doing other things like uh, cognitive behavioral therapy online. And then um, I really got into it. So, I was like, Right. So, I am going to, I, I, have the business there and its its intentions is to grow people by educating them but also connecting them by get, coming together and then having this dialogue mm-hmm. and, and having also other connecting forms such as like events that are not specifically aimed at this but like um, networking events like my first event was a networking event with like other tech companies um, and we all came together and had fun and we had great speakers and they told us about their journey. There's always an intention behind every event that I do. Um, yeah, I feel like I've been talking for so long. No, but- yeah.
0: <laughs> I love that. I love what, like, how you put that because I totally agree with you about like storytelling and how important it is. And, I, and then we all learn differently, but I really think that we learn from shared experiences and learning from other people's experiences. And I mean, that's in essence what this podcast is about. It's like... You know, I'm learning from every guest that comes on to speak. Speak with me. I hope that people are learning from from something that I say as well. So, and um, I love that. I love that. That's at the kind of core of what you're trying to do. You Uni you know, you know, you're giving people you know valuable things, but it's also like it's a shared experience. It's something that people can connect in with continuously, not once off. Because I know that there's plenty of lovely events out there, but they're kind of once off, and you're kind of like, oh well, I've met these new kind of wealth of, you know, friends who are like-minded people. I really want to stay connected with them. So I think it's lovely that it's kind of like a piece that you can, a group you could be a part of almost, you know?
1: Yeah. I, and that's really what I wanted. I want people to get familiar with seeing the same people at these sessions and then like, you know, bringing more people and being like a community of like, like like-minded people who really take self-worth and self-growth seriously and just as serious as your, your outer appearance, your inner self should be just as healthy. Um, and that's really my motto. And then kind of touching on like the, my main core respect uh, values would be like respect, equality, freedom, love, and oneness. And anything that we do derives from those values. So that's just for me and my team to make sure that whatever we're doing, we're like wanting to inform people wanting to inspire people and also like impart knowledge to what we've learned to other people so when they're alone and they're at home they don't always have to feel like oh I need to come to a session they were also giving you the tools to be able to like you know build your own resilience and be able to get yourself back up again whereas I felt like when I watch a lot of motivational speakers and coaches and stuff like that it, it almost felt like a need of have always having to watch it to feel good but I want to pivot that a little bit and we're we're there if you want us but we also want to give you the tools to pick yourself back up again I think it's way important you do it yourself yeah
0: absolutely I think that's so important for people it's like to realize in a world where we can feel like we have no power at all and in some ways we don't you really have the power within yourself like that to learn certain things tools and then like you have the power to change your day change your week change your life so um, I love that, like, and that's so important. But just when you're talking about, you know, how important your values are to you, it just made me think. So obviously, you've had a, a launch this week of your kind of second leg of your business, which is Coco Lou, um, which is an influencer marketing agency. Is that would that how you would put it? Um, and yeah. but I love how you like you put up the meaning of Coco Lou as well. And it just sprung to mind that between Coco Lou and Uni, Uni Noir you know, you, even your values come through to the name for you. And it's obviously like, that's obviously really important for you. So was that something you spent a lot of time kind of thinking and just making sure that it was kind of wholeheartedly you and aligned with your values?
1: Yeah, I love that question because that's so true. Everything, even Uni Noir, it's like united darkness because Noir is black and French, So it's like a united darkness in the sense that all of us are together and we went through this dark place but the absence of light means the absence of love and that's the service that we're providing is like getting you to realize that this darkness is clearly just the app it's it's aligned to the absence of love and um, and with Coco Lou I, I'm partnered with Mona Lisa who started Girl Code um, and she's a really good friend of mine and we spent a long time on the name like I'm not kidding you we were like Coco Boo. Coco Slew and then like all uh, like or like loads of names and then we'd look up the names and we're like oh god that means something so bad because it was like one of the times it was like um I think it's like Coco's another word I can't remember but we looked up the, the meaning and it was like everything that is lined to this fails
0: and we are like oh god we can't have that <laughs> like it sounded like a good name but no <laughs>
1: No, so the meaning behind everything, I'm really a thinker, so I want to always align meaning to anything that I do. So Coco um, just sounded so nice, and we were like, Coco, what does it mean? And actually, we Urban Dictionary-ish and stopped, looked at the meanings, and they're all pretty positive, and it meant something important and something pure and something good, and that's what we wanted to do. And then Lou means love. So, And with the marketing agency as well, it's very much um, – we, we saw a market where there's so many talented influencers out there who really do work with the passion of wanting to make a change or a difference. I have two types of influencers in my mind when I think influencer and I don't, and I might be biased to it, but it's one of them is a very much a superficial um, Instagram type look And then you have influencers that are so authentic, like they don't, they remain themselves, they they know their values and they want to influence in a positive way. And those are the ones that we're targeting because we we want something authentic. We want people to bring their personalities into the brands and not just have the same face all the time. Like, you know, um, we want diversity. We want to have an image of what real diversity looks like. Cause I'm sorry, not everyone looks like Kylie Jenner. Like I like her. I really do. She's great. But like, we don't all have to look like that. And like, I like, we're all so different and all our beauty, we all have such great inner beauty and outer beauty that it should be reflected regardless of how you look on the outside. And I'm looking for, we're like Mona and I are looking for personality. We're looking for like, um, authenticity. We're looking for diversity, and when I say diversity, as well, I need to be very clear. in the, it's diversity in communities. So we're looking at the LGBTQ plus community. We're looking at the this differently able or disabled community, and we're looking at the Asian community and the Black community and the Latin community, and and putting it all together to have like a universal look, not just what society sees as beautiful like beautiful is not defined by society and right Absolutely. now i feel like right now i feel like it is
0: well i think no better two women to be heading that up and you know and making that change so i'm so excited to see what happens and like it's only week 1 of the launch and things are already like popping off so I'm really excited about it but that kind of nicely leads into self worth just when you're talking about like knowing you know your value and knowing that you're beautiful or, you know, whatever it is, beautiful, smart, capable, able in, in your own way. And, and like, I love that, that you're like cultivating a space for people to be able to own that. And I think like, you know, yourself and myself have discussed self-worth before even together. And like, it's so important. I think particularly even starting your own business, you really have to, if you're doing anything kind of outside your comfort zone or maybe not outside your comfort zone, but stepping, stepping into a new area, you really need to kind of value yourself um to be I suppose to be able to do it safely and kind of look after yourself is that something that kind of comes naturally to you is it something you had to work on what are your thoughts on it
1: I definitely had to work on it and it's like a working progress it's not like I have it and now I'm good (laughs) like it's it it, it, there's like, it's almost the only way i describe it. it's like seasons. Like, you know, the way you have summer and spring and autumn, like I have seasons where I, I don't feel so good and that's okay. Like that's fine. Then I have seasons where I'm like, Oh my God, I'm a queen. <laughs> like <laughs> I can't bend down cause my crown will fall off type of mood. Like I'm like slay, slay, slay. Like no. And then I'm in my zone. And then I have all the periods where I'm like, I really don't like this about myself and owning that I don't like this about myself, and then working on it. Because perfection is not something that I try to identify with. Um, I know I'm very imperfect, and I I think part of my self-worth and self-growth was loving my imperfections and loving myself for not being perfect, because if I was, I feel like I'd be kind of boring. I find... Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But that's, and like, I totally agree with you. I, that's something even I struggled a little bit with, with the podcast because I might talk about something on an episode, like really passionately about like, you know, even like this, about, you know, know your worth. And then if something in my life, like if, you know, a week or so later, if I was feeling a certain kind of way, I'd be like, oh my God, I'm such a hypocrite. Like, you know, I'm telling everyone to like strive for this, you know, and I'd say to like, be like I, I can't go out here and say these things and then not be living it authentically. But that's exactly. It's not about perfection. I don't sit here and claim to, I'm not preaching to you know the choir that this is what everyone should do, and I've nailed it. Absolutely not. It's like on my best days, I can totally embody that. But of course, then we have other days where we can't. And like you know, it's knowing that and knowing that by speaking about it, I'm not claiming to have it and and tell everyone how how to get it. It's just about knowing that. Like, look, if we could all be a little bit nicer to ourselves and each other, this is how we'd kind of be living a good life and just aim towards that, you know? Um, So I love that. But for you, I suppose, how do you kind of, how do you balance everything you have going on? So, you know, we touched on very quickly that you, you also work in Facebook. So you have a full time, nine to five, you know, job while also setting up your own business, being a life coach, running these events. How do you kind of navigate that and, and balance that in your own? And I'm more, more so mean, not like time management as such, but more like time for you and making sure that you're kind of still centered and good during a, such a busy week in life.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, really good questions, by the way. You're like made for this. Like, I'm sorry. What were you nervous about? Like- <laughs> Thank you. That is so kind. No, you're really good. You're like, these are such good questions. Um, so for me personally, managing everything is not like it's, it's gradual baby steps. So I, 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 I was talking about my morning routine, um, with, with you actually. Um, and also in the last podcast is that like how you show, I don't try to look at it from like a perspective of I have so. If if you were to look at something and be like, "What? There's so much things to do," you just get really overwhelmed and you're like, "I have this, 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 and this to do." However, if you just take it like little bits and bites and just focus. And just set your day for success, it's a lot easier to manage. so um, I try to wake up early I'm, a, I'm, I'm an early person anyway. I try to stay in bed and stuff, but like I, I actually I'm awake quite early like seven thirty eight um, I make sure that in the first more in the first hour of my morning, I don't go near my phone or near any devices. Um, that's my time. Like, that's what I, that's like, I, I have to have that for myself. So I'll wake up, I like make my bed every single day. Cause my mom used to make me as a kid. And now I feel like when I do that, I feel like something I've accomplished something, right. That's like, that's like, yay. Even if it's just making my bed, it's about gratitude as well. The small things are the most important. And like, I brush my teeth with my left hand to, <laughs> to stimulate the other side of my brain because i'm right-handed and it wakes me up even more i take a shower then and then turn it cold at the end to like stimulate my my senses i watched this on some um uh, i can't, it, it was a video on mind value if anyone is familiar with mind value it's the platform that has the best of the best teachers in every single platform they have free webinars that you can sign into from literally the best of the best so i was like this is what i need if 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 this is good for the best the best it's good for me so i got all those tips from that and then it's really helped just the minor stuff in my day-to-day have has really helped me navigate and balance the workload of everything else um And that's my morning set. So that's my piece of self-care done in the morning. Mm -hmm. And then I do my meditations and my prayers. And then, yeah, and then I start my day. And one of the things why it's not good to open your emails first thing in the morning is that if you're lying in bed before you've literally put your feet on the ground and someone's pissed you off, Cause you can't control what people say, like, you know, or what message or email you're going to open. And that, that means you've already given your power to something already before owning the power of the day for yourself. So,
0: you're so yeah. right because and I normally, so I have my email notifications on my phone turned off because you know, I'm at my laptop laptop when I'm working the emails there. If I'm away from the laptop, I don't need to see the email. and. Um, but I woke up one morning and I would like, do you know what? I'm not going to lie. I used to, I bought an alarm clock um, about a year ago, like an old school alarm clock. And I was like, no phones. I'm leaving my phone in the kitchen at night. I have an alarm clock to wake me up. This is it. But I'm not going to lie. I have fallen completely out of the pattern lately. So I would, I would, I would be guilty of looking at my phone first thing in the morning. But normally at least it'll just be, you know, it might be messages from family or, you know, friends or my boyfriend. But I woke up one morning to a message at like 10 past seven and like a a WhatsApp message from, you know, something to do at work. And it just, it's exactly what you said. It set me off on the total wrong foot. It wasn't something urgent, but just this person happened to WhatsApp me rather than email me. And I shot up out of the bed and I was replying to this. And I was like, 10 past seven, I don't start work till 9am. This doesn't need to be replied to. It's not urgent. But I'm, and then I had just let it kind of speak into my like morning. And I was all like, oh, getting up then. And I was like, Oh my God, so you're totally right. It like totally set me off balance for the day. And you know, you're inspiring me. I need to, I need to amend my, my morning routine. But I, it's so funny because I, really, I actually had written down to ask you about your morning routine because I love it so much. But I have, been, I have been brushing my teeth with my left hand and it really works. Particularly if you're quite tired, like that's going to wake your brain right up. I'm um, yeah. after putting a little post-it note on my mirror in the bathroom to remind myself to do it. Because sometimes when I wake up, I brush my teeth first thing, and I don't think about it. So now I have a little note that says, "Brush your teeth with your left hand." <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's so good. I love it. Like I love that. And honestly, when I first heard of that, I was like, "That's so true." That 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 has really there's been emails from work that are really not a big deal, but you just get so like. Caught up in it and it does really set you off for the day. So I, I, and I do forget as well. There's a trust me, I don't always remember to brush my teeth with my left hand. Some days I'm like, oh, I actually haven't done that in two days. Um, <laughs> but like, it's a thing that, like, what's the quote? It's like, um, small inconsistencies create a habit and then a habit creates a routine and a routine creates a lifestyle. So yes. then it's like, it doesn't have to always be perfect, but like the effort that you put into something. Always shows, and as little as effort that you can always pays off. And one of the things that I also love to mention on this is that when I wanted to start Una Noir and I was in that space where I really found it like I dealt with anxiety, and I really didn't know how to own my own decisions and my own time. And you actually realize that, you know what, like I don't have to do everything right now, I don't have to. Be the best. It's like the power of the mind is almost like it's always battled by action. And why I'm going to elaborate on that is that your mind could be like, "This is such a horrible day. I don't want to get out of bed. I'm just going to stay here, and it's just, this is awful." But if you actually like, it's so hard. But if you like, it can start off gradual. Like, you just take a shower and go back to bed. And that little thing of just getting taking a shower and going back to bed is something so greater than anybody could ever imagine because then you're doing something small. And then the next day, you might take a shower, go to bed, and then watch something you like. And then on and on and on. And before you know it, it's like that little bit of self-love, even if it's just taking a shower or making it like making yourself do something is actually so powerful because I was talking to my mentor about it and he was like yeah action really really matters and the thing about your mind is it will tell you there's no point of taking any action but when you challenge your mind and just do it anyway it's it's that like resilience is like that force it's then it becomes a bit repetitive and it gets better and I don't know why I'm actually talking about it but whoever might be listening might take something from it um but I thought I'd just put that in there
0: yeah no absolutely and I agree with you it's like it's even to you know to try you know your mind really is the power there and it's like even with certain things it's like to to switch your wording so instead of I have to do x y or z you know sometimes we have to do things we don't want to but if you can try and put a spin on it and say i get to like you know you know i a friend of mine is has has to, gets to cycle to work now because of just change of circumstances with covid and they were a bit like oh i have to cycle but they actually enjoy cycling it was just this kind of thing i have to cycle to work now and you know i was trying to get them to look at it and go well you get to cycle now and i think of it you get to get that 30 minutes you know, extra exercise in each day, which you are glad that, that you're going to get to do. And it's just, it's not about, but it's about just changing your own mind. You're not doing that for anyone else. You're doing it for yourself because yeah. you're the person who's hearing the negative of, oh, I have to, and that's dampening your mood, not anyone else's. So switching it around to the positive viewpoint is only for you. And it's to remember that, like it's for yourself.
1: And. Um, mm. I love that. I do that all the time. I think it's uh, definitely, uh, I I learned it from coaching as well, changing your narrative. And that's like, it's like completely changed things for me. Like I've changed so many narratives for myself because, okay, for example, I'm a little OCD with my cleanliness. I'm like a clean freak. Okay. And I'm like, no, I'm not a clean freak. I enjoy a clean space. yes you know I feel like when I'm in a clean space my mind feels decluttered I'm not a clean freak I'm a little bit of a clean freak but like we were like like I'm like literally like um what's it? I'm like self-soothing compassion to myself you know and you need that exactly
0: really someone no else is gonna do it for you absolutely I'm like I saw something on um <laughs> Instagram recently and it was like I switched it around a little bit because it referred to bunny rabbits, which are cute, but I prefer dogs. And it said, like, talk to yourself like you would talk to a, like a puppy or a dog or a bunny rabbit in this case. And I was like, I love that because, you know, even if you're replying to an email or you're doing something at work and say you, you type something out and you just, I don't know, you hit the wrong button or you type the wrong word and you're like, oh, for God's sake, like, I can't believe I made that mistake. It's like, switch that around. You wouldn't like if, if a dog knocked something over or a child knocked something over, you'd be like, oops, I was a little mistake that's okay we'll fix that we'll pick that up so now I'm here like whoops you silly billy you said the wrong <laughs> so like talk to yourself about that and it's I and I kind of started it off as a really like a joke but like it actually works so now like if I'm about to kind of beat myself up over something really mundane that I've like clicked the wrong button or something and then I hear myself say the little nice thing like it makes me laugh it makes me smile and then it keeps the kind of positive mood rather than the negative one so um mm. It's those little things, but it's funny because this has just sprung something to mind and we were, yourself and myself, we were chatting about um, Maslow and self-actualization and I actually saw a quote from, you know, a Maslow quote this morning and it fits nicely in there and it's, um, self-actualizing people have the wonderful capacity to appreciate again and again, freshly and naively, the basic goods of life with awe, pleasure, wonder, and even ecstasy, however stale these experiences may have become to others. And I just think like that fits so nicely in with what you're saying there. It's like you know, it's what you get to do. It's the little things. It's the taking the awe and the wonder in the daily you know moment, even if it's your um, your you know your morning start. If it is that you're not on your phone for an hour, like really enjoying that hour and that peace, and then doing your gratitude journal or whatever it is that you do, not letting that become mon- mundane, letting that be a piece that you really enjoy on a daily basis. I think that's mm-hmm.
1: I love that quote so much and like when you were talking about talking to yourself like a child or like or like a puppy or dog I really resonated with me because I have younger siblings and I really try to teach them self-love and self-compassion because for me I've always felt like I've something I've actually been working on with on myself with my coach is like passion towards myself whereas like I almost sometimes forget to appreciate the little things that I I've accomplished the little things that I do. And I'm like, no, to the next thing. And that's something that I actually, cause I'm so bit like have a lot of things going on. I don't appreciate the little wins or even this podcast. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to talk to you and I'm so excited to be putting this out there. And like, I don't ever want to be the person who just does things and doesn't take the time to like, you know, like I took my time to make sure I was ready for this and have my little notes. I really want to be mindful in all the little things I do and when you talk bringing it back I went off track but when you spoke about talking to yourself and um like a child I noticed recently not to sound like a weirdo or anything but kids are amazing like and sometimes whenever there's a kid in my presence I just like to like watch how they behave and analyze them a little bit because they see the wonder in it. Everything like they're so excited to just touch everything and and just like run around and they're like wow. Like, I remember having one of my favorite um memories of my godson is that I took him outside in the front of my apartment, there's like these little fountains and it's literally water coming out, and he's like wow he's like wow this is wow like literally went wow like five times I was like looking around I'm like oh, it's so cute it's a fountain but then when I looked at it not knowing what it is it's weird that water just comes out of the ground like that like you know like they don't know how it's done they don't know like there's pipes underneath pushing the force of the water to come out and create this like lovely thing they're just seeing it for what it is and just being like wow like that's great and I was like I want to take that little piece and always have that in myself and always have a childlike mannerism to myself where I'm like I know I'm an adult but I also want to in the eyes of a child where there's like yeah there's bad people and there's people that do awful things but there's also really good people and I'm not one of those positive positive people that's not realistic I'm very realistic but I just I just choose to be positive more than negative and yeah that is actually a lot harder to do in the life that we live in today so I feel like when people are like oh yeah you're like positive and and I'm like it's actually a lot harder to do this it'd be a lot easier for me to just be like I don't want to use words but like a bee or like mm-hmm. you know like not and be ignorant it's easier to be that way it's easier to be ignorant and rude like hello it'd be so easy try being positive in this world <laughs> you know but I
0: love that. That's so well, that's so that's so precious about your um your godson. I love that. And that's so true. It's like just this pure joy. And it's like we people lose that a bit as well, a lot as you become an adult. And it's like something wrong with getting excited. It's something beautiful about getting excited about the little things. And I love that. Um But I totally agree with you about, you know, being positive. And I, I kind of get that sometimes. Not like indirectly, people don't say like you're too positive, but if I'm very much like you know, try to put it. You put out, you get back what you put out. I guess, and mm. um, and I touched on it in last week's episode as well, actually, with Penelope Winters because we were talking about you know gratitude and manifestation and all of that. But you know, I think sometimes I'll say like, if someone says, "Oh, that that's you know, if the, something negative is going to happen," I'm like, "Oh, of course, that's what's going to happen to me." Or typical, I'll do X and then Y will happen, um, or I'm you put that out there. Like Yeah, I that's exactly what you And if I say that, I'll always kind of say that in a joking way. I'll say, no, you know, the weather's going to be amazing on that day that you have that outdoor event planned or whatever. And, you know, and then I'll, people will kind of slag. they say, they don't say directly like, why are you so positive? But they kind of say it's slag, like slaggingly as if like, but it's this kind of sense from them of, well, if you put that positivity out and then if it doesn't work out on the day, which sometimes that happens, you know, you can put out all the positive energy in the world, but other things happen and other people are putting out their negativity. Um, so it's almost like, oh, well, that can't be true because what are you going to do if you put out the positivity and it doesn't work? But you're just like, well, that's just life. So you put out the positivity, you trust that it's going to work out. If it does rain on the day, you know, that's a crappy example, but you know what I mean? If it does rain on the day, you wanted the sunshine for the, the bouncer castle outside, so be it. That's what happened, and you'll deal with it on the day. But it's like the... I like to assume that it's a good thing to put out the positive, And if the negative comes, I'm not going to let that like crumble the world around me. I just choose to, to see it in the positive way and say, no, I'm going to trust that this is how it's going to work out. And then if it doesn't, we deal with it like. Um, but it's this kind of, that. yeah, but the, people have this automatic thing of almost oh, like you can't, you can't assume that the positive thing will happen in case the negative one does. I don't know. It's bizarre to me. I don't but get... the thing, So my question then is, do
1: you then just put out the negative all the time and assume that the positive will happen? Because that definitely won't work. <laughs> I love that. You know I'm going to start saying that now. i going you're like, well, what, what do you think is going to happen? Like it's obviously better to assume good instead of if you always assumed bad, then like I feel like more bad would happen. Do, did you ever get that? Like I feel like, it's already a world full of negativity and if you put more negativity on top of it it's obviously going to be more shit for you to have to come out of like but if you try to like have more positive than negative at least like even if there's like not as much positive things happening uh positive happening that you can please appreciate the little positive that you did get out of it rather than never having anything at all you know, exactly. I don't know if that
0: makes any sense. No, I that's, just... it, that, that's, that's exactly it, you know. Um, so something I want to touch on because we touched on it very quickly, but I just want to loop back to it. We had that lovely little Maslow quote, um, on self-actualization, but for anyone who doesn't know, um, I guess self-actualization is full realization of your potential. Um, and it's, you know, Maslow has, I mean, if you have time, watch a couple of YouTube videos, look them up, um, it's just really like insightful kind of side to, you know, our mental well-being and that we kind of have two sides people look at the side of like mental health and the kind of negatives um, and the negativity that can happen in your mind, but they don't look at the kind of potential and the positive that can happen. Um, and Maslow kind of talks about how, you know, to truly be kind of happy or satisfied in life, it's, it's about unlocking this potential within And kind of allowing yourself to see the potential and see who you can be and what you can be. Um, Is that something that's important to you? Is that something that you have had to do? Well, I would imagine it's something you've had to kind of put some energy and light towards to be able to start your business and do what you're doing.
1: Yeah, it has. It's been really important. It's like at the top of my list of me. It starts with me and then everything else and the reason it starts with me is like I love using this example but if you're on a flight and the flight attendant tells you to put on your mask before your child that should be a clear indication that if you don't take care of yourself properly you will not be able to take care of the people around you especially your own children so like um and that and, and that example I took that and how I took that for myself I was like right If I want to be a good friend, a good mother, a good girlfriend, uh, I need to be able to fulfill my needs first. And on Maslow's hierarchy, you can see the needs that you need to fulfill before you reach to self-actualization, which is safety, acceptance and on and on. But those need to be ticked before I can be a good friend to you. And when people get into like relationships and friendships and whatever, and I, I'm guilty for being that person because I've learned from it is that you can't go into it without having ticked those stuff for yourself because then you're looking for it from that other person. And then it doesn't become a healthy relationship. It type of relationship it ends up being. So um, it's a conversation I've had with my coach and my mentor plenty of times and just really quick, like self-worth is an, intentional and um state of being so it's like self-worth should be intentionally like when the word intention means you have to be willingly to willingly to willing you have to willingly do it right so think about self-worth as something that you're intentionally being and that comes from self-understanding understanding why you feel the way you feel or why that makes you feel different or If something's unsettling to you, no one can tell you that it shouldn't make you feel differently. Like no one should let make no one should tell you how you should feel about something. And that's what self-worth is. Self-worth is acknowledging your own emotions and understanding them for yourself without anyone else's influence and accepting that yourself. And then self-love is then accepting who you are as yourself, and that's like the perfect combo of self-worth for me is self-understanding, self-love, and self-acceptance. Um, and once you've hit those three parts, you really are manifesting a life and being of this intentional way of living. But it really does does the importance is really is accepting who you are, your faults and all, and just also accepting how others see you. That was a really hard one for me, is that when your self-worth is low, you, you have a need to control how others perceive you. So you go above and beyond to make sure that you're liked or you're accepted. And that comes from a need of acceptance, which is also in Maslow's Haryak of need. However, we do, people tend to do it the wrong way where they feel like acceptance should be when other people accept me. Oh no, honey, that's not how it works. Like I had to learn the big way because out of rejection, You're like, wow, Like this person doesn't want to be my friend or this person doesn't like me or this person's kind of mean to me sometimes or this person broke up with me. Like I must be unworthy. No, it's those people are feeling like you might not be worthy to them. However, that should not pivot how you see yourself. And that's why it's really important, as I said at the start, to tick off those Maslow tick boxes before you get into someone so people can't really mess you up in a, in a way by making you feel like your self-worth is in their hands like yeah. you were born on your own you'll die on your own you have to figure out how to be comfortable on your own with your own self by self-love self-acceptance and self-understanding that's my definition <laughs>
0: I'm like, bravo. I wanted to clap there. No, that like, and I totally resonate with that because I'm um, totally guilty of that, of wanting people to like me and trying to get the validation from other people and having that people accept me. Um, and it's something I really had to work on. I, was, I still work on it, but something that really, that will give you the perfect example of how bad it was. I can think of like two examples of people that I met in life who Uh, this is going to sound awful, but like that I didn't particularly want to be friends with. We were not the same kind of people. You know, I didn't really think about this at the time. Like in hindsight, not the same kind of people, not people I would want to spend my time with or give my energy to. But I felt like they didn't like me or accept me. And I tried my hardest to get them to accept me and like want to befriend me, even though I had no interest in spending time with these people they you know they just didn't which is totally different other people would love them you know like the way other people love me and they didn't but I just couldn't accept the fact that they wouldn't like me I was like well they have to <laughs> they have to like me I not leave the situation until we're friends even though I don't even really want to spend any time with you bizarre it happens that's how
1: your that but that's the that's how your brain this is like what I was telling you about not being able to control your thoughts is that your brain has such power to like, like manipulate things. And that's why cognitive behavioral therapy is so important because it helps you to analyze what are the facts? What is, give me my data. Like that's my thing. Like I'm like, okay, I'll give you an example. Right. Um, so think about this. You get an email from your manager and your manager says, Hey, Maeve I want to talk to you on Tuesday 12 o'clock and then doesn't give you like any context but it's just like and that's it right and then your brain's like oh my gosh what did I do is it this 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 or maybe it was this and then your brain spirals into thoughts of like that are you don't first of all cognitive behavioral therapy do you have the facts that these are the conversations she wants to add, to talk about. If you really are unsettled, maybe follow up like, hey, can you give me a context or give me mm-hmm. an agenda or something? Um, so I'm prepared for whatever is coming. If it's that bad, however, I'm the type of person who is, if it was this or that, I'm gonna show up the same way and I'm mm-hmm. gonna take it the same way. And I'm one of the people, I'm trying to not be the type of person that reacts to something. But if I don't understand, if I'm triggered, I'll keep quiet, I'll make myself keep quiet and I won't say anything until I'm sure I, like I'm very intentional until I'm sure that what I want to say is how I feel, because in the moment with your emotions, you might say something that you don't mean because of the up and down of however that conversation went. And then you're like, Oh no, I shouldn't have, or I couldn't have. It's, you have to have self-control as well It's really important in any situation. And then imagine you are spiraling and then your manager shows up and is like, yeah, so I wanted to thank you about that. You did a great job on that project. And I didn't get a chance to say it in the last meeting, but great job. And then you're just there. I spent the whole weekend just wondering what she could have possibly. And that's the importance of when you're in a situation and someone does something, what data do you have to prove to your mind that that is true? And if you don't have it, then don't worry about it. <laughs>
0: I love that. And Brenny Brown like gives a good example of that. And like, you know, she's obviously so into she's a researcher, so she's so into She's my hero. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> obsessed fair. like. But she gives like a really good example of that. And it like it's all connected to self-worth. But you know, if, if you're trying to make sense of something, so exactly like that, or like a difficult situation, or you know, a difficult phone call or your, whatever it is, she put it that like emotion is driving in that situation. When you when you're facing something you're trying to make sense of, emotion is driving the car and thought and behavior are in the boot of the cash. It's like, they're not even in the back seat. They're locked in the boot, like so far away from the situation. So you start writing a story for yourself. This is what happened. Oh, my manager's going to say this because they feel like I have, you know, completely making, you know, you're making a, up a narrative to go with the emotion of the panic rather than because you're, you know, your behavior and your thought is in the boot, like locked mm-hmm. Um, And she says exactly that, you know, it's all about CBT. It's, you know, well, what are the facts? So first of all, recognize how you're feeling. So stop trying to rationalize the emotion. You can't, you know, you just can't in that moment. So you have to go, hold on for a second. Stop writing this story. How do I feel? And why do I feel like that? And then what facts do I have to prove that? And most of the time, very few. You have thoughts, potentials, or could be this, could be that. That's not facts. Give me the list of facts. And they'll be you know, so minuscule. Um, and she basically put it that like, what you're put, when you don't have those facts, all of those thoughts you're having, these stories you're coming up with, are conspiracy theories against yourself. And I just was like, that is so true. We do that all the time. It's so bad,
1: isn't it? It's so bad. It's almost like that thing where you have two wolves in your brain and you have the good wolf and the bad wolf and it's whatever one that you feed is the one that controls. I re- love that analogy where it's like if like for me because I had anxiety I would go into the spiral of what if this and maybe this and maybe she meant it like this and then I'm like wow this is so much hard work to keep up with I can't and then you and then you and then you can't breathe and you get anxiety and you you get really stressed out and then but then it's like wait I don't have proof that she meant it like that she couldn't make like I don't have any of like this is all in my mind and it just shows that when you feed the negative like we were saying earlier, and you constantly feel the negative, you're only going to have negative outcomes and results, even thought-wise. Like if you're a pessimist and you're always saying, it's a horrible day, oh, I hate this and I hate that. When something bad happens, only negative solutions are going to come to you.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Feed the good wolf, guys. Feed the good wolf
1: feed the good wolf even though the uh, the other wolf is like no give me more you need to be like no
0: like, <laughs> you've had enough not, not today yeah. um well listen thank you so much i could talk to you for hours upon hours but we're gonna have to cut it off somewhere so is there any you know any parting wisdom you want to leave us with or you, do you think we've covered it all and just feed the right wolf
1: um, I mean, I think we've covered it all. But if there's anything that I would say is that um, time is precious. And with COVID and everything that has been happening in the Black Lives Matter movements throughout the few, the last few weeks is time is precious. And let's not spend time being angry and aggressive and being in this negative state of mind. Let's spend our time trying to really value ourselves and value others. Because as we can see, we don't know when our last day is like, I'm like touch wood, obviously like I'm healthy and you're healthy, but we can't, we don't have to, we can't control the outcomes of life ever. So the only thing that we can control is how we behave towards others and how we treat ourselves. So self-worth and self-compassion and towards ourselves and others is so important because you don't want to lie in bed one day and be like, Oh, I was, I should have been nicer to that person. Just start doing it now, you know? Mm. Like, live your life as if it's your very last. And if you think that way, then you'll always try to find meaning in the smallest little things. And even on a bad day, it's hard to, to like, it's easier for me to say that because I'm not in that state of mind. But even on, on a hard day, like, make yourself do the little bit of action that we spoke about. Um, and I think that's it for
0: me, then. <laughs> I love it. That's such a lovely place to leave it. So thank you so much. And um, I'm going to tag cassie's page in the in the description of the podcast and you can find all of her lovely musings online and see what's going to happen with her with her with uni noir and her upcoming business so um stay tuned and thank you so much for listening talk to you soon